Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. July 19th, 2017, and welcome to episode 364 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Excuse me. Uh, I had a little bit too much to drink there. Ah. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you, and of course, as we always do each and every night here in the Radio Network, we bring you, of course, the best of our favorite pastime, professional wrestling. Let's go ahead and I'll run down here. First off, of course, we'll have our wrestling news review segment. Of course, that will be brought to us by 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. Of course, represented here today by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D. is, of course, the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, part of, he's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> also join us, of course, on the chat box here tonight, bringing us the history and birthdays, is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, uh, also another part of the team that brings you Raw Radio. Also join us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe he is, uh, we just uh, put him into the Hall of Fame here this year, as a matter of fact. Uh, yes, indeed, and as Mr. Hulkamania himself, Bob Ziggler, down from down here by neck of the woods here. We do welcome. Let's before we go to any further, let's bring in J D, John, and Bobby to number three sixty four. What will be a very unique and dynamic revolution. Yes it will. <clears throat> Bobby likes to welcome as well. Good to be back. 
Yes, sir, indeed. Yes, sir, indeed. In addition, ladies and gentlemen, to our uh, <clears throat> wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, of course, tonight we'll be talking about, of course, our thoughts about the results of last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, uh, we'll be throwing out a few little things here and there about this Sunday's pay-per-view, of course, uh, Battleground, the SmackDown contribution to the WWE pay-per-view scene. And, of course, also we'll have a few little wrestling extras coming your way. Uh, possibly some wrestling trivia, fancy matchups, something like that. We'll, we'll think of something there, ladies and gentlemen. We always do here in the radio network. We always keep everybody occupied with a lot of things. Uh, of course, also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and tell you that our live video feed, uh, of course, the radio network group tour has made another stop once again in our one of our tribute groups here, of course, dedicated to the XWF, the X Wrestling Federation. XWFUS Never Forgotten. If you want to join us through our live video feed there tonight, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you can join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash XWFUS Gone But Not Forgotten. So, that's our website there if you want to take a take a uh, uh, viewing, of course, of our live video while we're, of course, doing our, uh, our broadcast tonight of episode 364 of Revolution. And, of course, if you want to join us the old-fashioned way through TalkShoe.com, of course, as always, the magic phone number is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138-055-POUND. And press that 1 if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight in the world of professional wrestling. And, of course, we really do have quite a bit to mention here tonight as well. But let's not waste any time. Let's dive right on into things. We'll first talk about wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, uh, and coming in tonight, of course, to take it in for King Ice is the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Geraldo. J.D., what is going on on the wrestling news front here tonight? Hold on, I'll tell you in a second here. Apparently, hold on, I'm just getting the story here, so bear with me. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Apparently, however, mind you, however, there is a new match now been announced for Battleground, however, mind you, however, as Sami Zayn will be taking on the Miracle Mike Bennett, however, this coming Sunday, however, mind you, however, in Philadelphia, considering what happened last night in Philadelphia. Meanwhile, Rusev posted the following tweet today, poking fun at Shane McMahon, however, along with keeping kayfabe referencing his threats for a world title match before his return, to which he said, When you don't respond to my video messages, you land in the ocean. At Shane McMahon, hashtag karma, hashtag WWE Battleground. No action has been taken yet by WWE on these comments, but I would not be surprised if they do take some action against him. Speaking of Shane McMahon, however, he was involved this morning, however, in a little incident, shall we say, however. I just had it, so, uh, darn it. I just had it, uh, this morning, around 10.30 this morning, we understand, however, and we'll tell you about that in just a second here as we're trying to get this information here. So, Okay, I think I got it now. Yeah, here we go. Apparently, however, WWE you know, SmackDown Live Finish was involved in a helicopter crash this morning and it landed in water off Gigolo Beach, however, in New York. The helicopter departed Westchester County Airport when a commercial flight heading to Kennedy heard the call and relayed to controllers. Scott Fishman of the Miami Herald gave the update that Shane was okay. And Shane actually did say how it was a little scary. He did, however, provide an update and a sign of gratitude for surviving the crash and went on to say, however, 
I would like to thank the man upstairs for looking out this morning, and thanks to Pilot Mario, Suffolk County Marine Bureau, and the Babylon Coast Guard. Meanwhile, however, according to reports, however, Brock Lesnar could be heading back to UFC after his contract expires. The news broke this afternoon, however, saying that apparently Brock could be dropping the belt maybe at SummerSlam, according to reports, however, but nothing has been confirmed to us as of yet, however. Though reports have said that Paul Heyman and Brock, however, have had discussions with uh, UFC already, however, hold on a second, let me get this story here. Hold on a second, I'll tell you in a minute, I just had it. Uh, hold on, I darn it, I did it again. It keeps screwing up here, apparently. But I'm trying to do this, hold on a second, bear with me, folks. Um, uh, uh, da 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 Okay, hold on. We'll go to another story here before we get to the Brock Lesnar story. Ah, hold on, folks. I know it's, it's trying. We're trying here, folks. We're trying. The compu- news computer has been acting a little goofy tonight, however, a little bit here. So bear with us here. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da 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 da. Okay, here we go. I found it. Okay. And. Okay, here we go. This is the backstage report from Brock Lesnar. As we noted earlier today, he has re entered the USADA drug testing pool, which has led to speculation that he might be considering a return to see for another fight. The report, which came from the at Talk MMA Twitter account, added that a Brock Lesnar UFC return is, quote, imminent, and that he could fight in UFC as early as, no, as the November event in Madison Square Garden. However, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, however, mind you, however, Brock Lesnar re-entering the USADA drug testing pool is not because he's planning to fight at MSG this year. However, sources are reporting Lesnar's contract with WWE expires not long after next year at WrestleMania, and he's already made it clear to backstage officials that he currently doesn't intend to resign. Therefore, the decision for Lesnar to re-enter USADA's drug testing pool is merely so that Lesnar can keep his future options open. As we know to perform, Lesnar must inform USC at least four months in advance if he plans to fight so that the proper testing can be done. Following his suspension last year after failing two drug tests in relation to his USC 200 fight against Mark Hunt, Lesnar became eligible to return to the Octagon on July 15 this year, one year after his USADA suspension began. However, since Lesnar announced his retirement from MMA with five months left on his USADA suspension, Figure 4 Online reports that return to the UFC at the November 4 MSG invite, invite, event would be impossible, as Lesnar will have to sit out the remainder of that suspension, making him eligible to return in December, mind you, of this coming year. And uh, we also have news on the Paige Alberto El Patron story, however, that continues to get weirder and weirder. In fact, we'll tell you about it right now, however, as that's our final story before we get into it, however. So just give me a minute here. I just saw it a second ago. Uh, apparently, da 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 da. Where is it? I just saw it. Uh, I just had it, darn it. Um, I'll, I'll try to find it here in a second, so bear with me. Uh, we'll try to uh, put it up here in just a second. Uh, 
Okay, police sus- suggest that Paige might be charged with battery following the incident involving her and Alberto El Patron last week. We'll talk more about that in just a few minutes, however. In fact, I think I got... I'm, I didn't get it, darn it. Okay, why don't we go to uh, John with birthdays and dates, and when we come back, we'll have the story about Patron and Paige. Okay, we'll continue with our rest of the news and views here in seven. Just one second here, folks, while J.D. gets everything situated. In the meantime, let's go ahead and see what John has on tap here for our rest in history and birthdays here for today, July the 19th. And some very interesting... Um, so very interesting moments here indeed, so uh, let's go ahead and throw them out here to you. 57 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see here, 1960, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Vern Gagne and Leo Nominelli defeated Murder, Inc., Tiny Mills, and Stan Kowalski to win the AWA Tag Team titles. 20, year, 20 years ago today, put it at 1997, ECW presented uh, Heat Wave 97 from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, where the Gangsters defeated the Dudley Boys in a steel cage weapons match to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. And also, Jerry Lawler teamed with RVD and Sabu to fight Rick Rude, Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer. The match was ruled a no contest. Rick Rude turned on Sandman and Dreamer, leading to a big brawl. The brawl also served as a, as a final original ECW appearance for Jerry Lawler. Lawler's final appearance came eight years later at the reunion show ECW One Night Stand. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2004, Raw, Raw presented, uh, <clears throat> let me see, I do believe this was... Uh, I found the story. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, while I, uh, I said pause for this one second here, and we'll come back to this moment from 2004. In the meantime, let's see what JT has here with his, with, with his late story. According to ProWrestlingSheet.com, police have determined Paige should be charged with battery in regards to the airport incident involving Alberto El Patron literally eight days or ten days ago. But that will be up to the state attorney's office to make a final decision. A representative from the Orlando PD told the site the following. OPD detectives have found that probable cause exists to secrete Beavis with battery, domestic violence, and detectives have sent the information to the state attorney's office for full review, and the SAO will determine whether to file charges in the case. Page claimed that she was the one being held for battery at the airport, but police have previously stated Alberto El Patron was the only person being investigated. The investigation in Alberto is not complete. Also, Jeremy Borash has reported, however, and by the way, it is his birthday today, during today's media call promoting GFW, Jeremy Borash was asked about Patron's test for the upcoming live events in New York City and Connecticut. The events take place in August, and despite being suspended, Patron is still listed as advertised for the events. He also said that the entire investigation is still under investigation and that no final decisions have been made regarding the show's rosters. Borash did add that the final event lineup should be released sometime within the next week. That's all we got. And apparently I think we may have lost Chad. I'm thinking. Can you hear me now, Chad? Are we still there? Hello? Okay, I just got finished, however. It's my story. 
And while Chad's on the line, ladies and gentlemen, let's remind you, Top Link will be on tomorrow night at 7 p.m., 140562 is the caller ID, and of course, we'll pack at uh, 138521 pound at 9. Sorry, gentlemen, I'm back. My apologies for the delay there, folks. Uh, like Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler had to leave. Uh, uh, so, um, so we do thank Bobby for popping on here tonight, and uh, we we'll hope to have him back on here very, very soon. Uh, <clears throat> And in the meantime, let's go back. And thank you, J.D., of course. Uh, of course, J.D., along with King W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. We're 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news that fit to print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And GTS's case is always super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. <clears throat> okay, uh, back to where we left off here with the history. Uh, Thirteen years ago, like we said, in 2004, Raw was presented in Washington D.C. It was it was John. It was actually John said it was the second time he had been at a wrestling show. So okay, the man there of the night was Edge taking on Randy Orton for the WWE Intercontinental Title, with Edge retaining his championship over Orton. Okay, eight years ago today we put it at 2009. TNA presented Victory Road from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. It was a runaway winner for Worst Major Show by Wrestling Observer Newsletter with 82% of the first place votes. And here are some of the matches that took place here at this at this event. Angelina Love defeated Tara to win the TNA Knockouts title. Jenna Maraska defeated Charmel in where it won Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Worst Work Match of 2009. Uh, Brian Alvarez savaged the match in an infamous minus five-star review for Wrestling Observer Radio. Kevin Nash defeated AJ Styles to win the TNA Legends Championship. Booker T and Scott Steiner defeated Beer Money to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Also in the Samoa Joe Sting match, the match featured the debut of Taz, who was let go by WWE before WrestleMania 25. Two years ago, put it in 2015, WWE presented Battleground from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. John says he remembers this very, very well. In the main event, Brock Lesnar took on Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Belt. As Brock was about to win his fifth WWE Championship, the Undertaker's gong, hit, gong, Undertaker's gong hits, and the lights went out, and the lights were turned to reveal the Undertaker. Undertaker was standing in the ring. This was Undertaker's first appearance since WrestleMania 31 when he defeated Bray Wyatt. At Battleground, as Brock was finished putting Seth Rollins away, the Undertaker appeared and made his return, his four-month appearance since WrestleMania 31, where he defeated Bray Wyatt. Taker then hit Lesnar with a low blow, two choke slams, and a two-stone piledriver. This was the first time confrontation between Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker since WrestleMania 30, in where Brock ended the Undertaker's streak. <clears throat> One year ago today, we put it at 2016. WWE, WWE presented the 2016 WWE Draft on the premiere episode of SmackDown Live from the DCU Center in Worcester, Massachusetts. Unlike the previous drafts, talent distribution was not even. Raw would get 60% of the roster. Is SmackDown that a joke? Hmm? 
Stars was watching the ball game. Pirates almost tied it two against Milwaukee and just about six inches missed going over the center field wall. Tied it two. Damn. Oh, okay. Well, we get 6% of the roster to SmackDown's 40%. Each round was divided into five draft picks with Raw and SmackDown alternating picks with Raw getting three and SmackDown getting two. All members of the roster were eligible to be drafted, including non, all non-champions in NXT. However, only six NXT picks were available between the two shows. Tag teams counted as one pick unless the commissioner or general manager explicitly stated that only one member of the team is being picked. Six rounds were conducted during the show with the rest of the roster being drafted on WWE Draft Center Live following SmackDown. Beginning with the eighth round, Raw and SmackDown alternated picks for the remainder of the draft. Some members were not drafted due to injury. Ryback was in a contract dispute with WWE. He was released on August the 8th. Nikki Bella was out with a neck injury at the time of the draft. She would return at SummerSlam and would join the SmackDown roster. Triple H was not drafted, but was a part of the Raw brand in his feud with Seth Rollins from August 2016 up until about WrestleMania 32. He is still considered semi-active. <laughs> yeah. Heath Slater was the only eligible performer to, to not be drafted and would eventually join the SmackDown roster when he won the WWE Tag Team titles with Rhino at Backlash. Luke Harper was out with a knee injury and returned to No Mercy and helped Bray Wyatt defeat Randy Orton. Harper joined the SmackDown roster. Rosa Mendez was on maternity leave when she retired from wrestling in February 2017. Emma was out with a back injury but returned on Raw in February 2017 as Emma Lina and was quickly taken off the TV again in the gimmick Bond. She returned again as just Emma in April. The Undertaker was considered semi-active he returned to SmackDown on the show's 900th episode in November 2016. He declared himself unaffiliated in January 2017 on Raw. The Undertaker would retire following a loss to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33. Tamina was also out with a knee injury at the time of the draft, but returned in April 2017 as part of the Superstar Shakeup. She she currently joins the SmackDown roster. Tyson Kidd has been out with a spinal injury since June 2015. His career is likely over as he is reportedly transitioning to a producer role, and The Rock is considered semi-active, though he's never had a match since the six-second win over Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32. So here are the draft results. Seth Rollins was the first pick of Monday Night Raw. Dean Ambrose was the first pick of SmackDown. Meaning the WWE Championship was going to SmackDown. Speaking of Ambrose and Rollins, they wrestled in the main event for the WWE Championship on SmackDown Live, meaning that the WWE Championship for the first time was defended since June of 2012 when CM Punk the battled Kane for the belt on SmackDown. Charlotte was drafted from Raw. The WWE Women's Championship would go to Raw. AJ Styles was drafted to SmackDown while both Finn Balor and Roman Reigns were both drafted to Raw. John Cena was drafted to SmackDown. Brock Lesnar was drafted to Raw. Randy Orton was drafted to SmackDown. All the New Day members were drafted to Raw, being like the WWE Women's Championship, the Tag Team Championship was also drafted there, too. Sami Zayn was also drafted to Raw. The New Day there, Francesca, too, was there, too. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt was drafted to SmackDown. Sasha Banks was drafted to Raw. Becky Lynch became the first diva, first lady to join SmackDown. Chris Jericho joined Raw. Rusev and Lana both joined Raw. 
The United States title currently is held on Raw. <clears throat> I mean, currently was put on Raw, yes. The Miz and Maurice was drafted to, uh, to SmackDown. Miz was, Miz was Intercontinental Champion at the time, being that Miz took the Intercontinental title to SmackDown. Kevin Owens was drafted to Raw. Eric Corbin was drafted to SmackDown. Ends up, Enzo and Cass in the club was taken to Raw. American Alpha and the Big Shock was drafted to SmackDown. Big Show was drafted to Raw. Dolph Ziggler was drafted to SmackDown. Nia Jax was drafted to Raw. So was Neville. Natalia was drafted to SmackDown. Cesaro was drafted to Raw. Alberto Del Taco Bell was dra- taken to SmackDown. Sheamus was drafted to Raw. <laughs> Golden Truth was drafted to Raw. The Usos were drafted to SmackDown. Titus O'Neil was drafted to Raw. Kane was drafted to SmackDown. Paige was drafted to Raw. Darren Young and Bob Backlund were both traded to Raw. Kalisto was traded to SmackDown. St. Carlos drafted to Raw. Naomi, SmackDown. Jack Swagger, Raw. The Ascension, SmackDown. The Dudley Boys, Raw. Zack Ryder, SmackDown. Summer Rae, Raw. Apollo Crews, SmackDown. Mark Henry, Raw. Alexa Bliss, SmackDown. Jared DiGirolamo, SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I was taking over for, uh, what was it? I was taking over for, uh, Five seconds. There's someone injured, I think. Yes, Gerard was filling in for Tom Phillips for uh, JBL. That's it. it. Raw Strowman was drafted to Raw. Brizongo, SmackDown. Bo Dallas, Raw. Even Marie, SmackDown. Shining Stars, Raw. Vault Villains, SmackDown. Alicia Fox, Raw. Eric Rowan, SmackDown. Dana Brooke, Raw. Mojo, SmackDown. Curtis Axel, Raw. Carmella, SmackDown. with SmackDown and Raw's trade, SmackDown kept the WWE Championship at the battleground when Dean Ambrose retained the belt over Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Coming up was Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon making a decision about bringing the Universal title to Raw. The Universal Championship was introduced the night after the battleground and where the winner of two fatal four-way challenges would face Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. The remaining two would be Finn Balor and Roman Reigns with Balor winning and going to face Rollins for the Universal title. In where Balor won the Universal title at SummerSlam, but of course now had to vacate due to injury. Of course, we all know the current Universal Champion is Brock Lesnar. Meanwhile, SmackDown has no tag team championship and no women's championship. After SummerSlam, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan both announced that the tag team and women's championship would be defended at Backlash. Tag team titles would be held in a tournament, and the women's championship would be held in a six pack challenge. Heath Slater and Rhino defeated the Usos in the finals to win the WWE Tag Team Championship at Backlash, while Becky Lynch won the Women's Championship in a six-pack challenge by last eliminating Alexa Bliss. There were some surprising free agents as well. Junior Mahal was drafted to Raw after he beat Heath Slater in a match. Bayley was drafted to Raw the night after SummerSlam. Kurt Hawkins made his debut on SmackDown. Rhino also made his debut on SmackDown as well. Mickey James would make her SmackDown return in January of 2017 by helping Alexa Bliss defeat Becky Lynch in his steel cage match. Goldberg made his return to Raw, where he challenged Brock Lesnar, with Goldberg defeating Lesnar at Survivor Series in 86 seconds. On the Raw side, Foley and Stephanie provided us with some great Raw moments, even though they weren't good. Sasha and Charlotte wrestled in the main event for the women's title in October. The first Divas main event match since December 2004, when Lita took on Trish Stratus for the WWE women's title. Also, they would have Sasha and Charlotte battle in the Hell in a Cell match at the, as the main event. Of Hell in a Cell, that, that the vacated Universal title will be defended in a fatal four-way match in August with Kevin Owens winning the Universal title in an elimination match over Big Cass, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins with help from Triple H. 
Raw also provided one more legendary return to WrestleMania 33. When the Hardy Boys returned by defeating Enzo and Cass, Sheamus and Cesaro, and the club to regain the WWE Tag Team titles in a fatal four-way ladder match. While SmackDown did some big things as well, producing a women's steel cage match for the Women's Championship in January 2017, also bringing in James Ellsworth as well. As John said, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> also, the WWE Championship was defended rare, rare, rare times as well. Raw and SmackDown settled their rivalry and Survivor Series with Team SmackDown consisted of Shane McMahon, WWE Champion AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambr- and Dean Ambrose take on Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns. And with Team SmackDown getting the win. But there were many trades. Of course, Jack Swagger was drafted from Raw to SmackDown and where his Raw contract expired. Swagger stayed on SmackDown for a bit until he was released. WWE also called up more roster talent from NXT. They sent Bailey, the revival of Samoa Joe to Raw. While Ty, while, while Ty Dillinger and Shinsuke Nakamura were both put up on the SmackDown. After WrestleMania, Vincent Mann announced a superstar shakeup for the next Raw, which will be April the 10th of this year. Raw drafted the Miz, Dean Am- and Miz and Dean Ambrose. Ambrose was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. Being the Intercontinental Championship would be put on Monday Night Raw. Apollo Crews, Kalisto, Bray Wyatt, Heath Slater, and Rhino, Mickey James, and Alexa Bliss were all drafted to Raw. Also, Kurt Hawkins was as well. SmackDown had got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal, Rusev, Lana, Charlotte, the Shining Stars, Sin Cara, and Tamina. Kevin Owens was the United States champion, so he brought he could bring the belt over to SmackDown at Payback. At Payback, Chris Jericho beat Kevin Owens for the United States title, being that Jericho could come to SmackDown with the United States championship. And that's all for that breaking draft story. And also we have a birthday here today. Happy 31st birthday to soon to be not WWE champion, <laughs> Jinder Mahal. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, and John said, do I really have to do this history? He says, apparently so. Okay. <laughs> There's also Jinder a couple Smith. other uh, unique birthdays to do. Jerron, uh, uh, I talked about it on debate, I think it was. Uh, I think not only is his birthday, Jeremy Borash, I mentioned, of course, the former WCW guy. Uh, I'm trying to think, who else did I hear? There's some other big names today. I heard with birthdays here. Let me pull it up here. In a second, I'll tell you. And while you do that, I'll read. I'll read something about Jinder Mahal right here. Okay. While you do that, I'll be back too. Okay. All right. Jinder Mahal was a nephew of Gama Singh, who became a top villain in Stampede Wrestling in the 70s and 80s. After he trained under Rick Bognard to fake Razor Ramon III. He debuted for premier martial arts wrestling before joining the revised Stampede Wrestling with Natalia, Tyson Kidd, and Victor of the Ascension. He performed in the Prairie Wrestling Alliance and Great North Wrestling through early 2010. Later in the year, he traveled to Tampa and tried out for FCW, where he was signed to a developmental deal. He joined the WWE roster as Jinder Mahal, the brother-in-law of the great Kali. He was disapproving of Kali and Rajan Singh's playful antics establishing him as a villain. Mahal and Kali briefly chased the WWE Tag Team titles late that summer. After failing to win the titles, Mahal walked out from the alliance. He feuded with Kali, Kevin Biasi Jr., and Sheamus for the remainder of the year. At Raw 1000 in July 2012, he led a group of wrestlers, of course, including Kurt Hawkins, Tyler Rex, Drew McIntyre, Camacho, and Unico, 
and they were being that they were being given no option by WWE, and they tried to attack Kane, but the Undertaker came out to attack the followers alongside Kane. He didn't feel it was right back where he beat the undefeated right back. Okay. Um, we got Randy Rose, 61, the original Midnight Express member. Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express is 59. And Ho Ho Long, real name Wal. This is his real name. Now I get a laugh at this. Wal Yaklan is 30, however. And Tony Mamaluke is 40, along with Jeremy Forrest is 43. So happy birthday to all of them today. Oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you very much, Katie. Sorry, I was eating a cookie. <laughs> anyway, uh, he defeated with Ryback, and where he failed to beat the undefeated, he failed to beat the undefeated Ryback. Mahal didn't rejoin WWE's developmental roster NXT. He was part of the finals of a tournament to crown the first NXT champion. But with falls to Seth Rollins, Mahal didn't join Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater in their attack against Brodus Clay and formed a three-man band. They were successful over the, over the next few months, but was dropped for so long, Jinder would be released in June 2014. But after two years, he returned to the independent circuit. He returned to WWE in July of 2016, where he beat Heath Slater to earn a spot on the Raw roster. In early August, the losing, return, the losing return to Mahal's resume. He lost to Sami Zayn, Neville, and Derrick Young. It would get a TV win over Jack Swagger in September. He wrestled primarily on superstars and main event for the remainder of the year. He formed an alliance with Rusev for a while, teaming against Enzo and Cass. The Mahal wanted to return to singles. At WrestleMania 33, he was part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and was the runner-up after Rob Gronowski interfered leading SmackDown's Mojo Raleigh to beat him. He was drafted to SmackDown to try to get revenge from on Mojo, but again, with interference from, from, from Gronowski, he failed. But the next week, he won a six-pack challenge and became the number one contender for the WWE title. At Payback, Mahal interfered in Randy Orton's match with Bray Wyatt and caught for it in the match. At Backlash, Mahal achieved, achieved his goal by defeating Orton to win the WWE title. The win made him the 50th man overall and the first of Indian descent to do so. At Money in the Bank, he defeated Orton to retain the title. Orton had demanded one last opportunity, but Mahal was allowed to choose a stipulation in where Mahal and Orton are scheduled to face off in a Pujami prison match at Battleground for the WWE Championship. He is fluent in three languages, speaking Punjabi, Hindi, and English. He has a business degree in communications and culture from the University of Calgary. And Johnson, that's all he's got for the uh, history and birthdays. And let me see here. Uh... Uh, let's see. Uh, and also, of course, uh, uh, because of, of course, uh, what we talked about last night on Monday Night Raw, Jason Jordan was now drafted to Raw as well last Monday as the illegitimate child of Kurt, of Kurt Angle. So then, John, that's all he's really got right there, and he's got the, his and then review here in just one second. Uh, thank you very much, sir, John, for the rest of the history. And, uh, J.D., thank you very much, sir, sir for the uh, for the uh, wrestling uh, news and views. Uh, excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen, for just one second. Apparently, uh, we had another 
apparently we had another situation here. Uh, uh, problem with our live video here. So forgive me for just one second here while I um, reestablish that. Um, like I said, there'll be so there'll be two videos for episode 364 here tonight. I had no idea up until just now that uh, we did not have uh, so let me get this right here. Excuse me there, sorry about that. Uh, and then while I do while I take care of this, I'll go ahead and get this out one more time. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is one three eight zero five five pound, excuse me. This is episode three sixty four of Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. This is Wednesday, uh, July 19th, 2017. I am, once again, Mr. D- Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. Uh, of course, uh, alongside the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Geronimo, and the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross. Of course, both uh, <clears throat> members of the Raw Radio Broadcast team. Of course, J.D. is a 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. Uh, on our live video feed earlier from XWFUS, we did have the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, join us. I'm attempting now to get, we lost the live video here for just a second, and now I've since just reestablished a new one. So there'll be two videos coming up here for this uh, for this, uh, for this this episode here. Um, nice of my apologies for the, that delay there. I hope that, like I said, we'll keep a we'll keep a watch out on this. Make sure that All we don't right. lose it. In the in the meantime, okay. In the meantime, uh, let's go ahead and go, let's go ahead and go to JD and John here and see what they say about uh, what, it, what their opinions were on last night's edition of SmackDown Live. But uh, JD, please go ahead and proceed. I'm gonna let uh, John go first. Let John go first, okay? Let's see what John has. Okay. Let's see what let's see what John has on tap right here so far. Uh, uh, SmackDown, we said, was a great show coming up on the heels on the one-year draft roster anniversary. What a way for a good one-year draft anniversary by having a great tag team main event, pitting AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, taking on Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin. Owens and Corbin win. Plus, John believes that it's the first time on live TV that we saw the Punjabi Prison. He saw the uh, he saw the Punjabi prison. It's very gruesome. It can break your bones. It can hurt you, and it will be difficult to get out of the cage. There are three cages. Number one way to get out of the three cages is to go outside the ring. Second, climb the other cage, and then the last ingredient is climb the other cage and win the match. If you saw the Undertaker take on the Big Show, Great American Bash Show Six, you will see what he is ta- what John is talking about. But for Jinder and Randy, there's no way in the prison in the prison of hell. Rusev taking out Cena just before Battleground. Uh, John doesn't think that Rusev will beat Cena in a good uh, in a good women's match between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And John says that's all he's got here for SmackDown. Let's see if 
J.D., have you returned, sir? Okay, he has not. He'll be back here momentarily. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and throw that here at you. Uh, keep in mind, tomorrow night, of course, we'll have our double. We'll have our uh, second double dose here in the radio network. Of course, first off, we'll have Top Hill Inc. Of course, as King Ice will be, of course, along with a plethora of guests, will be, of course, healing up with some big time discussion on, of course, what's been happening, what's happened on Raw and SmackDown this week. Of course, also what they what what their thoughts are on uh, Battleground coming up. Uh, of course, all the other wrestling stores making the headlines as well. So uh, be sure to join uh, King Ice and and their guest uh, tomorrow night on Top Hill Inc. from 7 to 8, right here on TalkShoe.com. Call ID 140-562-POUND. And, of course, I'll be back on with the second installment of the of the radio network, NWO Wolfpack, as we'll be once again bringing you some wrestling news and views. Also some history and birthdays. Also some uh, more talk coming in, going in towards Battleground. And also some wrestling extras coming your way as well. Uh, 138-521-POUND from 9 to 11 p.m. tomorrow night. And, of course, this Wednesday, of course, we'll be bringing it back. Uh, once again, we'll bring back episode 365 of Revolution as we, of course, continue our talk about Battleground as well as, of course, other wrestling news and views making the rounds. Also our history and birthdays for um, for uh, <clears throat> for uh, Friday as well. I will be coming your way. And also, of course, our live video feed for uh, Friday's edition of Revolution will be on the Revolution Radio Facebook page itself. So be sure to join us for that. Uh, it's Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. I did forget to mention that uh, NWO Wolfpack's uh, live video feed tomorrow night will be from will be on ECWUS. This is extreme. Be sure to join us for our live video feed for that. Also, of course, this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll, at 4 o'clock, we'll be bringing you uh, our next edition of WWS Power Hour as we run down all and review all the shows of the radio network <clears throat> from this from this past week. In addition to, uh, of course, uh, rest in history for, for this coming Saturday, and also, of course, the number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com. So be sure to join us for Power Hour one uh, four. 141364-POUND for that this Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. And then, of course, uh, Sunday at, and then Sunday evening at 5 o'clock, of course, we'll have our special edition of Revolution. We are a prediction show for WWE Battleground itself. We'll run down all the matches that will take that will take place and give our thoughts and opinions as to who will win each match. So join us for a special edition of Revolution, of course, a prediction show for Battleground. This Sunday evening at 5 p.m., of course, 138055 pounds. J.D., are you back with us? I am back. Okay. Uh, John's already given us his thoughts and opinions on SmackDown. Now we go to you, sir. Well, SmackDown was a pretty good show last night. You had a good tag team main event with A.J. Nakamura versus Corbin and Owens. That was pretty good, however. And, of course, obviously the show started out with Jinder and, of course, uh, his uh, full hearty uh, boys, if you want to call them Howard, as I have to call them the Dopes, Howard, the Singh Brothers. Uh, then, of course, you had uh, Sami Zayn taking on uh, uh, Mike uh, Bennett, however, and Maria, of course, and it's no surprise Bennett and Maria found a way to distract Sami, and they buried Sami, however, here as they uh, beat him, however. Uh, you had another fashion file thing, which was pretty funny, however. Of course, Amy English did not need to be involved in this skit. It was hokey for him to be even in the skit. But go figure. Of course, they said, obviously, this is going to conclude this week, however. Mind you, however. 
involving, uh, what is it, uh, the whole uh, Brizongo fashion police thing. I'm hoping to God it's not the hype bros. I'm going to be ill if that happens. However, I don't want to see that. Then you had Charlotte taking on Becky, of course, and that leads up to our fatal five-way, of course, mind you. Uh, talking about the fashion police, of course, I mentioned I'll do a skit with them, how I'll probably throw them on again at the last minute, even though they're not listed now on the card for Sunday, because apparently now they announced that Ty Dillinger and Aiden English are going in the pre-show again. Like, we need to have that happen again, even though they've been bearing Ty Dillinger to no end. They have no room for Nakamura this Sunday, which... I don't get that at all. I think it's ridiculous that they're not even putting Nakamura in the battle this week, however, unless uh, he is on the card. I'll have to double-check again to be sure. But I think he is on the card. i got to double-check to be sure, but I don't think he is. And yeah, Jimmy Uso take on Kofi Kingston. Uh, that was okay for the most part. I'm going to pull up here, uh, like I said, real quick to see if, uh, like I said, if Nakamura is on the card. I think he is. I want to say this Sunday, but I don't believe he is. Let me just do my uh, double, uh, hold on, I'll tell you in a minute, he's on the card. Uh, da, 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 and I'm looking. Nope. Oh, yeah, he is. He's taking on Corbin. He's taking on Corbin. Okay, so he is. Okay, never mind. Uh, but like I said, however, apparently... They still have the Cena-Rusev matchup. Of course, Rusev, once again, puts down John Cena. And, of course, that's what Rusev said tonight. However, I think they should just pull this match out right now, especially with the comments Rusev made today. I think WWE would be wise to do this and uh, feel themselves a lot better, mind you, if they do this. Because this was just totally unprofessional by Rusev. And, like I said, I hope WWE does take some action on him. Either he apologizes or he does something to admit he was wrong, but like I said, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, SmackDown wasn't too bad this week. There were some good things I like, and there's some that could have been better, but it was what it was. So there you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Keep me there for me about that. When you get mouthfuls, when you get something in your mouth, you can't, uh, you can't talk straight. No. <laughs> and apparently, I'm looking here. Apparently, the people is it? Apparently, uh, what was I just thought? Apparently, Dante Fowler, the former Florida Gator, was arrested, however, for simple battery and mischief, mind you, last night. Or was it last night? Yeah, it was last night in St. Petersburg, Florida. So, unfortunately, he's in a little hot water right now, however. Ooh. I mean, this is a guy who messed up his knee after uh, leaving Florida, huh? and then I don't think he's done much so far in the NFL, let's just say, but he's in a little hot mm. trouble right now. And, of course, we talked about earlier tonight on Outside the Ropes, of course, the whole big Ezekiel Elliott thing, which I'm surprised, again, the NFL has not taken any action on him yet. But we'll see. Yeah, we we absolutely will. Thank you very much, sir. Um, J.D. and John, for your thoughts on what took place on SmackDown Live last night. We do really appreciate that. Uh, well, let's see here. We got uh, a little bit of time left to kill here, ladies and gentlemen. So I figured we'd go ahead and uh, once again pull out pull out the old trivia questions here and um, 
let's see what we have in terms of uh see what we have here in terms of uh some interesting questions here that I think uh hmm. uh hmm. let's see let's see hmm. Well, let's see here. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I have one here on failed wrestling gimmicks. Hmm. That sounds like a good one. That sounds interesting. 20 questions. Uh, JD, you are up for that? Yeah, I'm up for that. That sounds good. Okay, John, are you up for that? Otherwise, the Roman Empire's come to your door. Don, don, da, don, don, da, don. <laughs> John says he, he says he is as well. So we'll, we'll give this one we'll try here. It's called like a failed gimmicks. Of course, I am a gimmick and wrestling can be a big hit. Here are some that didn't catch on. Okay. 20 questions here, guys. Literally, 20 questions. Uh, and uh, and the average and the average uh, average score is 12 out of 20. So I think uh, this might be pretty good here. Uh, uh, so and uh, this is this. This particular quiz has been played over 7,000 times as of today. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> we might have done this before. I don't know, but if we haven't, it's okay. Don't mind going over one more time. Uh, it's all in good fun anyway. All right, J.D. and John, here we go with the first, with the first question. And good luck to, to both of you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Question number one. Barry Darso had a lot of different gimmicks in his career. Which of the following was not one of them? Was not one of them. Was it A, the Brooklyn Brawler, B, the Blacktop Bully, C, the Repo Man, or D, a professional golfer? A.D. What was the first one again? The Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, that's it. You're saying the Brawler. Okay, John? Hey! <laughs> Brooklyn, okay, he's also saying the Brooklyn Baller, okay? All right, question number two. What was the name that Kevin Nash wrestled under at Super Brawl 1? Was it Oz, Diesel, Vinny Vegas, or the Master Blaster? JD. If memory serves me correctly, and I know it does, however, I believe it was. Uh, let me think here. I just saw this not too long ago. Uh, go to, uh, hold on, let me think, I think it was, let me think here, Oz. You're saying it was Oz, okay. Uh, and John says it was Vinny Vegas, so I'll have to, um, let's see, uh, okay, 
Oh, I got it. Oh, We're going to watch McCutcheon. That was kind of a ballsy move there, Hughes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this is a little bit of a trick here. I've got a $5 bill in my hand. Mm-hmm. There's also some money in between it. If you can guess how much is in between this $5 bill, we'll go with that person's answer. AD? I'm going to say $3. You say three dollars, John. And even who comes closest will will get to. John says two. Well, believe it or not, JD was closest. Actually, between this five dollar bill was another five. So there you go. So, and I say we're going to go with JD's answer. JD said Oz. So we'll go along with Oz. Question number three. What was the name of the tag team in WCW that had bells attached to the ring attire? Was it the Ding Dongs, the Bell Boys, the Ring Dings, or the Ding Lings, JD? Ding Dong. The Ding Dong. You call me a Ding Dong boy? <laughs> <laughs> There's one named Ding, the other one named Dong. Another one was huge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And John also said it to Ding Dongs as well, which, by the way, Hostess has come out with a, uh, you know, they've come out with a snack cake called a Ding Dong, but they also came out with, they also got ice cream out based on it too now. Interesting. Question number four. In 1992, a man came to the WWF claiming to be one of the Big Boss Man's former inmates. What was his name? Chains, Nails, Bad Dog, or Crush? J.D.? Nails. Nails. Okay, and John. John also says nails. Question number five. In 1998, WCW gave Alex Wright a gothic makeover. What was the name that he used? Was it Kaiser, Uberkind, Reich, or Berlin? J.D. Berlin. John, that was a funky thing he went under, too, for a while. And John also said Berlin as well. Question number six. What was the name of the military-themed wrestler used by the WWF in the mid-1980s? Was it Corporate Kirshner, Private Payne, Major Disaster, or Ranger Ross? J.D.? In the, what, 1980s, you said? Yes, yeah, used by the WWF in the 1980s. Corporal Kirshner. Corporal Okay. And John? Corporal Roman. What? <laughs> John also says Corporal Kirshner. Okay. Question number seven. Mike Rotundo has had his share of bad gimmicks as well. Which of the following... Following four, did he not wrestle as? Was it A, a cowboy, B, VK Wall Street, C, Irwin R. Scheister, or D, a sea captain? J.D. I'm going to say a cowboy. You're going to say he didn't wrestle as a cowboy. Okay, John? John also says a cowboy. 
Question number eight. Shane Douglas once had a short-lived gimmick in the WWF in the mid-1990s. What was his name? Was it the genius, Dr. Douglas, Dean Douglas, or the instructor, J.D.? Dean. Dean Douglas. John? And John says also Dean Douglas, okay? Question number nine. In 1994, Ted DiBiase brought in an evil undertaker to combat the original, managed by Paul Bearer. Who was the evil undertaker? Was it Mike Awesome, Brian Lee, Sid Vicious, or Mark Callis, D.D.? Brian Lee. John? And John says he knows this one. He says it was Brian Lee as well. Okay? Coming up at the halfway point here, folks. Question number 10. Scott Levy, who wrestles as Raven, was who in WCW? Was it Johnny Polo, Scott Anthony, Scotty the Body, or Scotty Flamingo? JD. Scotty Flamingo. John. And John is also going with Scotty Flamingo. But he was also saying, too, about the last question, he said, Undertaker versus Undertaker should not have been the main event for SummerSlam 94. It should have been Brett versus Owen. All right. Question number 11. Glenn Jacobs, who wrestles as Kane, has had a few bad gimmicks in his time. Which of the following has he not been known as? Was it A, the new Diesel, C, Unibom, B, B, Unibom, excuse me, C, the new Razor Ramon, or D, Isaac Yankin, DDS, JD? The new Diesel. He was not known as. Oh, okay. So he was not known as the new Diesel. Okay, what was the other one? It was The choices are the new Diesel, Unibom, the new Razor Ramon, or Isaac Yankin. I'm going to say the new Razor Ramon. Okay, and John... Bogger, if I remember correctly, and John also says the new Razor. Okay, we'll say that right there. Okay, question number 12. This one was more of an angle than it was a gimmick. What was the name of the group that fought the Millionaires Club in WCW in 2000? Was it the NWO, the Young Blood, the New Blood, or the Poor Boys? J.D. The New Blood. New blood, JD, I mean John. John also says the new blood. Okay. Question number 13. What name did Barry Darso wrestle under when he teamed with Ivan and Nikita Koloff? Was it Crusher Khrushchev, the Mad Russian, Ivan the Terrible, or the Red Menace? J.D. Crusher Crucif. John? And John's going on with the same thing that J.D. just said, Crusher Crucif, okay? Question number 14. Steve Kern was known as what during his brief stint in the WWF? 
Everglade, Gator, Skinner, or Swamp Rat? J.D. Skinner. Skinner. John. John also says Skinner as well. Question number 15. When the WWF tried to get Barry Windham away from his cowboy image, what was he called? Was it Hacksaw, Stalker, Ranger, or Bounty Hunter? J.D. Stalker. Stalker. And John? John also says Stalker as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have five more questions to go here for J.D. and John, and this uh, question is all about failed wrestling gimmicks. Uh, however, I do have to step away once again. I apologize for this for just one second. I will return momentarily. Uh, J.D., if you please sir, bring, announce the plug and anything you need to say, go on ahead and say it. I will return here in just a couple minutes. Mad Max Gone Thunderdome with another big play. Nice. Wait. Way to get under that, Max. <laughs> Stopped in. That's how you'll win a game. Nice. Three, two, and ten. Way to go, boys. Go for the sweep. Back to within four. Oh, boy. Look out. They could just pass St. Louis up by half a game. Uh oh. <laughs> he got stretched. Welcome to Pittsburgh, kid. <laughs> More gum. More gum. And seeds, okay. Sorry about that, folks. I'm back on now. Thank you very much for. And you baseball fans, just to let you know, the Pirates are now within four games of Milwaukee. So, Ann, I know your Cubs are a game and a half back of Chicago. You better watch out. The Pirates are going to start creeping up on your Cubbies very, very soon, I feel. Oh. They're in third place now. They just jumped up one game above 500. They're a half game ahead of St. Louis. Milwaukee's still ahead. But right now, the Pirates, I mean, they've taken the first three against Milwaukee. Go for the sweep tomorrow afternoon before they hit Colorado and San Francisco. But right now, they are one game below Pirate. And right now, it's 
the last two and a half weeks, I mean, the Pirates have played some pretty good baseball so far, so it's been interesting to watch. Absolutely. Two and ten. Thank you very much, here, JD, for quick baseball update. There, we appreciate that. Uh, four more questions, uh, five more questions to go here, guys. So, uh, as we talk about, as we do, of course, our outlook on failed wrestling gimmicks. Question number sixteen: Which masked wrestler did Salvia Vega wrestle in WWF before making it big? Was it the Sultan Kato? Quang or Kim Chi, JD. Who's this again? Which Salvia Vega? Which master wrestler did he wrestle as in the WWF before he became really, really big? Kato, Kim Chi, or the other two? The Sultan, Kato, Quang, or Kim Chi? I'm gonna say Quang, believe it or not. Quang, okay. And John also says Quang. All right. Question number seventeen. Charles Wright, also known as the Godfather, is another wrestler that has suffered through gimmick purgatory, which the following is not one of his former characters. Was it Papa Shango, Kama, the Soul Taker, or the Spellbinder, J.D.? Which one one was not his gimmick? Which one of these four was not one of his characters? Soul Taker. You're saying the Soul Taker. Okay, John. John also says the Soul Taker as well. Soul Taker. Sorry. Old Soul Train thing. Sorry about that. Question number 18. Brutus Beefcake has had many different personas through his career. Which of the following did he not appear as? Was it the Zodiac, the Disciple, the Booty Man, or the Diamond Stud? J.D. Diamond Stud. Uh, John? John also said the Diamond Stud. Okay. Question number 19. What was the name of the team comprised of Recon, Kurgan, and Sniper? Was it the Truth Commission, the Executioners, Delta Force, or the Jackalites? J.D. Truth Commission. Truth Commission. Okay. John. And John also says the truth can be. And the final question here, guys. Question number 20. What two men wrestled at Skip and Skip and Zip, the Bonnie Donnas? Was it Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, Tom Pritchard and Stan Lane, Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido, or Chris Candido and Lance Storm? AD. Dr. Tom and Chris Candido. Okay, and John. And John also says the same thing. Okay. Let's go around and run, uh, run them all down. Let's see how we did here, fair gentlemen. Question number one, that's Barry Darth had never wrestled as the Brooklyn Brawler. And, of course, the Brooklyn Brawler was always, of course, Steve Lombardi. Question number two, uh, Super Brawl one, 
John said Vinny Vegas, and uh, JD said Oz. It was, in fact, Oz. This was the first of three appearances of, on pay-per-view as Oz for Kevin Nash. Question number three, uh, had the tag team that had bells attached to their ring attire was, in fact, the Ding Dongs. Only made a few TV appearances before being dumped. Uh, and, of course, nine, number four, uh, one of the big boss fans, former inmates, it was, in fact, Nails. Of course, Chains was the name Brian Lee wrestled under as one of the DOA. Rodney Mack was known as Bad Dog. And Crush was wrestling as, as a face at that time in the WWF. Uh, number five, Alex Wright was given a makeover of WCW. He was known as Berlin. Uh, of course, his bodyguard was The Wall because he was also known as Malice throughout the independent circuit. Of course, God rest his soul, too. I think he's passed away. Who's that? The, uh, the Wall. Oh, yeah, Jerry Toit. Yeah, yeah. He was very young when he passed on, yeah. This was. Number six, of course, uh, the military thing wrestler used in the WWF in the mid-'80s. It wasn't that Corporal Kirshner. Since Sergeant Sauter was working for the AWA, the WWF needed someone to feed with anti-Americans. <sighs> Ranger Ross was another short-lived gimmick in WCW in the early 90s. Uh, number seven, Mike Rotundo, uh, which one did he did not wrestle? It was, in fact, he, didn't, he never wrestled as a cowboy. He wrestled as, of course, Mr. Wall Street in IRS. He did actually wrestle one time as a sea captain after his days in the varsity club. So his gimmick was what again? The one he never wrestled as was a cowboy. He never did a cowboy. That's the one I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He did IRS. Of course, he did Wall Street. And he did. He also did a sea captain. I never knew that. I didn't know that. That, that, that would have been funny to see as a sea captain. I would love to find some pictures of that. I'll see if I can pick up some. <laughs> okay, yeah find, yeah, find some of that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, Shane Douglas, of course, was known as uh, a shoulder gimmick in the mid-90s in WWF. It was, in fact, Dean Douglas. And, of course, you know everyone remembers the genius was, of course, the Macho Man's brother, Lanny Apollo. Yes. Number nine, uh, TWS brought an evil undertaker. It was, in fact, Brian Lee. As the evil undertaker, Brian Lee lost to the real undertaker in 1994. The undertaker, his real name was Mark Calloway, was known as Mean Mark Callis in WCW. So there you go. He was also uh, Texas Red in WCCW, I think, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I do remember. Eighty four, because I think uh, Fritz brought him in, or uh, Gary Hart brought him in, and then Gary Hart, I think, talked to Cordetti Hurd and those guys, and that's when he came in as Paulie's manager in eighty nine ninety. Number ten, of course, Scott Levy, who was in WCW for a while, was and he was about Scotty Flamingo. Levy was also manager of Johnny Polo in the WWF. He was Scotty the Body in the Yeah, he, he was. Uh, here it is. He was known as Captain Mike Rotundo, believe it or not. And there's a match on One Shoe Classic, however. And there's a pitch. Is a match with him and Tim Horner from uh, WCW Pro, July 21st, 1990, when he was wearing a sailor gimmick. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> the only, and then he got rid of that gimmick very, very quickly. Yes, indeed. There you go. Of course, Levy, like I said, Scott Levy was known as Johnny Polo and the WWF was a manager at that time. Scotty the Body in the Pacific Northwest Wrestling Federation and Scott Anthony in the Global Wrestling Federation. Hmm. You know, uh, I think we t- I mentioned it before, uh, his brother-in-law in real life is Barry Wyndham. 
Ravens? No, Rotundo. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I remember... Because uh, they were also the U.S. Express team. I mean, they were a good team if you remember the U.S. Express duo. And, of course, yep. they did their own thing together. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, I think we read somewhere, I think Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are... Uh, um, it was like the... Uh, cousins or something like that. Cousins or like godchildren of... Uh, Blackjack so, Mulligan and uh, all those guys, yes. The winner yeah, so was family yeah, very, very deep in Florida. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, they always tied in with that, indeed. Uh, of course, uh, Kane, of course, his real name is Glenn Jacobs. Uh, the only one he was not known as, you're right, J.D., was the new Razor Ramon. Of course, he was, he was also a big titan. You said what his real name was as well. Uh, we mentioned it briefly, his name briefly in the history. I think he trained Jinder Mahal, believe it or not. Yes, I believe that's right. Yes. Uh, number 12, uh, the name of the group that fought the Millionaires Club in WCW 2000, it was, in fact, New Blood. The New Blood versus Millionaires Club angle ended quickly during the last year of WCW, with many storylines being dropped with no ending. Uh, of course, number 13, Barry Darso did in fact go by Crusher Khrushchev when he teamed with the Coloss. The three were allowed to defend the NWA World Tag Team title in any combination, so the Freebird rule was in effect here, I guess. Uh, Steve Kern, of course, in WWF was known as Skinner. He was also at one time known as Gator one time in his career. Of course, he was at the back of Spitting Skinner in the WWF. Not about the Freebirds. I, I read the other day, and I think I, we mentioned this once with Terry Gordy. I think uh, we said something about his age, but do you know how old he was when he first began his career? I thought I heard something about it was uh, very young. I know that. Yeah, he was very young, yep. I want to say about 14, I think is what I heard. Yeah, 14. The other time, sorry, 16, actually. 15, well, right, okay. Yeah, he, I heard he was very young, yeah. That yeah, was a uh, very good. Now, there was one rest. There was one someone I read somewhere. I read. I don't know if it was this this weekend or not, but I read somewhere that somebody started at the age of fourteen. Yeah, I heard so, that too. Yeah. I'll have to go back to find out where I found that is. Uh, I'm talking about Barry Windham here. Of course, they tried to get him away from the WWF. The WWF tried to get him away from the Cowboy image. He was known as the Stalker. Windham went went even as far as addressing camouflage and paint his face. So I was trying to get rid of the cowboy gimmick, so that's, yeah. Uh, question number 60, of course, Salve Vega at one time before making a big, he did wrestle as, like you said, was Quang. Yes. Uh, Cato was, in reality, Paul Diamond. Kim Chi, of course, we all know, was the handler of Kamala. And the Sultan was a short-lived Arab gimmick that was played by Rikishi. And I think Kim Chi was also, if memory serves me, Harvey Whippleman. I think. That sounds right to me. They came out together during that Guinness Battle Royal. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, because both Kamala and Kim Chi took part in that in that Battle Royal. So. Uh question of sentence about the Godfather. Uh you said one was not one 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 which one of these was not one of his characters. Both you and John said the Soul Taker. It was the Spellbinder. Spellbinder, ah. Papa Shango briefly feuded with the Ultimate Warrior in 1992. The Soul Tiger was the first name he wrestled on after breaking into the business. And the Supreme Fighting Machine, Common Mustafa, was a member of Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Corporation and, of course, the Nation of Domination. I remember that. So, 
Question number 18. Of course, Bruce, one name that Bruce Bukic did not wrestle under, and he had that right, was the Diamond Stud. And I think if, if and I'm going to say right here is, J.D., is uh, if, in fact, if Gerard heard you say anything different than, 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 than the right. I've had my ass kicked somewhere. Yeah, Diamond yeah. Stud, Stud was, of course, as you know. Who was it, J.D.? The bad guy himself, Scott Hall. That's it. That's right. That's the reason why I said you are to kick your tail. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> would. Now that answer. Uh, question number 19. Of course, there was a truth commission that had recon, Kurgan, and a sniper. The red beret wearing truth commission lasted for a brief time in 1997. And, of course, the body donnas were, in fact, Dr. Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido. Pritchard and Lane were known as the heavenly bodies. Candido and Storm were the ECW World Tag Team Champions. Smothers and Armstrong were the Young Pistols in WCW. That was their name, the Young Pistols. But uh, like I said, the average score was uh, twelve was uh, was the uh, twelve out of twenty, and and JD and John y'all did tremendously. Y'all got nineteen out of twenty right, so y'all did tremendously. Uh, uh, of course, uh, John was talking about we were talking about nails a few minutes ago. He says. Uh, he said to somebody that what Nail said at a trial in 1994. He said, "I hate Vince McMahon's guns." Yeah, he did. He he he, he did. I mean, he, I think wasn't in character. I mean, he really did not like Vince. There was a lot of things I, I heard some of that that he did in particular that uh, uh, that was not too pleasant there. Let me see here. Uh, we we have a few minutes here. We can probably scrounge up one more here. All right. Uh, uh, let's do something a little bit different than what we just did. Uh, so we learn something different. We learn something new each and every day. Uh, of course, if here, I would say do the one like Canadian-born wrestlers, but he's not here. That's right. Uh, I, I would save that for. I'll save that one for him. Uh oh, okay. How about we do um uh, some lesser known wrestling quotes? Hmm. Well, you give it a quote from some WWE program, and most of the quotes are within the last year. You got to tell me who said the line. Some are easier than others, so enjoy. It's a very difficult uh, uh, difficulty. Uh, JD, care to give it a try? I will give it a shot. Okay, John, you want to get us to try two lesser-known wrestling quotes? Of course, you really got to test the mind on a lot of these questions. Okay. All right, let's see. John, John says he'll give it a shot, and here we go. Some lesser-known Restroom quotes, as we call them. And there are, like I said, only 10 questions. Like I said, very difficult difficulty. Uh, average score is 3 out of 10. Uh-huh. So maybe we'll do a little bit better. Than the, okay. All right. Uh, J.D. and John, here we go. 10 questions all about this. Lesser-known wrestling quotes. All is I'm reading the quote, and you got to tell me who said it, basically, is what it is. Okay. All right, and I'll give you choices, of course. Question number one. 
We just witnessed the first ever Dorka Rooney. Who said this? Edge, Goldust, Booker T, or Christian? J.D. I think if Dorka Rooney remembers, rings a bell, and I think I do know what it was, it was, uh, like I said, I believe Edge. You're saying, you think believe Edge said that, and John also says Edge. We'll put that down. Question number two. Question number two. Uh, stand back. There is an A whipping, whooping coming through. Is it the Hurricane, Test, Mighty Molly, or Bradshaw, JD? I'm going to say it was her, a Hurricane. You're saying it was Hurricane. Uh, and John also says the Hurricane as well. Okay. But this one, I don't have choices for you. You have to just have to give me a guess. Okay. Uh, uh, and I will accept either the first and last name or just the last name if you don't know okay. all of it. Okay. All right. Y'all listen very carefully. Here's the here's the quote. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the quote is, come on now, let's get tough. J.D., who said that? Pass. I can't remember. I'm sure I'm going to remember the answer if I hear, but I cannot remember now. John, do you do you recall? Do you want to take a shot at it? Come on now, let's get tough. Is the quote. John, the quote is, come on now, let's get tough. Now, I don't have any choices for it. So it's a first and last name answer, or you can just give me the, if you know the last name, that'd be fine. JD has passed on this question. I know you're probably shocked, too. And John is saying our truth. So I'll put that down, and we'll see. We'll see uh, how this works out. Okay. Question number four. This is one of the. This is a. This is a uh, female personality saying this. So think female here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Question number four. Get, yeah. Get undercover with me every Saturday night. Who said this? Terry, Sonny, Sable, or Deborah? JD. I'm going to say Sunny. You're going to say Sunny. Uh, John? And John also says Sunny. Okay. Question number five. Here is the quote <clears throat> I'm a man. You're a boy. I am going to manhandle you. Was it Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, or Stone Cold Steve Austin? JD. Angle. St. Angle said that. John, who said this? John also said it was Angle, so we're both saying Kurt Angle. This next one here, uh, and I got and this and this name here is three words, and this, and I'll have to remember. I hope I can. I'll be able to spell it. But here, here's here's what I. Uh, Here's, here's, here's the phrase right here. 
man, can you spit water? The three word he has a three word name. Who is it? JD. Triple H. You go. You said you think Triple H said that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I hope that I get this. I spell this right. Okay. Uh, John also says that same thing as well. Okay. This next one, I also won't have any choices. I need one word, and spelling is going to count on this. The, the phrase is, chicks, chicks dig the mask. Oh, I remember, I remember hearing this. However, chicks dig the mask. Uh, I'm going to say Ray Mysterio Jr. Okay, it was one word. Oh. The answer is one, uh, one word. I can't remember. I know what I'm... Uh, Remember this too. Give up. Okay, so you go, uh, are you going to stick with what you said before? Yeah. You're just going to say Mysterio. Okay, John. John says Kane. Now, JD, if you want to change yours, you can, or we can have. I'm just going to stay with my original answer. Hmm? I am going to stay with my original answer. You're going to stay with your answer. Okay. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's go back to this. Pick a number between 40 and 50, J.D. 44. 44. John? John says 45. Uh, believe it or not, it was the, actually... It was one number up from what John had was 46. So, John, you you have the closest one, so we'll, we'll go ahead and say Kane. But we'll check these answers here at the end of this, there, guys. Don't worry about it. But I'm dying to find, find out all this, too. Question number, question number eight. And this is also a one-word name. I don't have any choices for this one, either. But you got to also watch the spelling. The phrase is, what a tomato. Uh, I'm going to pass, however, on this one. You're going to pass. Okay, John? And John's also going to pass as well. Okay. Question number nine. This one, this one right here doesn't have any choices. Uh, it's a two-word name or just a surname, but also be sure to mind your spelling. Question number nine. Pencil neck geek. JD. Fred Blassie. John. John's also saying the legendary classy Freddie Blassie. So we will say Okay. All right. Also and and then the last ones didn't have any choices here, guys. My apologies here. 
this one right here, this one doesn't have it either. I need two words or just a surname. I was also, of course, mind your spelling. These humanoids and ham and eggers, JD. Humanoids, you said? Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, humanoids and ham and eggers. Okay, you say. The Brain. Say, Bobby Heenan. The Brain, yes. Still the man, in my personal opinion. Yes. John? John also says Bobby Heenan. Guys, I got to tell you, I saw a picture of him the other day. Yeah. He did not look good. No, he did not, but he's still kicking. He still has, he has a mustache that's bigger than his face, J.D. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I know when you I did see the point you're talking about, yes. I, it was at an event not too long ago. I think I it think. was a couple of months ago at the ECW Arena, if I remember correctly, seeing that one. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, they, but you, but you, they say he's still going at it, he's still going yep. strong. Uh, so I'm glad to see it, but he does not look like what he, of course. I wonder if he's still... I wonder if he's um, he comes to all these events and all. Well, over Not many. I know for a fact he doesn't do that much anymore for the public. In fact, uh, I think he is. Let me pull up his age here. I'm looking on Wikipedia here. I'll tell you. Uh, he is. He will be 73 this year. Amazing. And like I said, however, I'm just seeing here. It says here. Uh, like I said, however, uh, says he was hanging in the United States to have trouble speaking as well as tongue cancer treatments. While attending a wedding in April 2014, he fell out of bed, broke his shoulder, and in May of last year, he suffered another fall and broke a hip. But, uh, okay. Pretty Boy, the Weasel, the chair, believe it or not, with, uh, he was known as at one time, he is still hanging in there. Yes. God bless, like you said, indeed. Let's go over the choices. Let's go over here with the answers, the results of this round of trivia about the lesser-known wrestling quotes. Uh, number one, we just went the first ever Gorka Rooney. Believe it or not, guys, you were right. It was, in fact, Edge. The quote was from an episode of Raw before the draft. Kerrangle just attempted a spin Rooney. It was horrible. Edge's comment should tell you how bad it was if you missed it. Booker was in the ring laughing at Angle's attempt at breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Question number two. Uh, stand back. There's an A whooping coming through. Uh, both of y'all said the hurricane. It was actually Bradshaw. Huh. This is on a Raw before the draft right after the hurricane wrecked the APA's office. Man, did he pay for that. Huh. So. Question number three. Come on now, let's get tough. I think, J.D., you passed on it. Yeah, I did. John said our truth. It was actually Kurt Angle. He said this on the November 14, 2002 edition of SmackDown as he was embracing and very confused Chris Benoit. Okay. Question number four, get undercover with me every Saturday night. That was, in fact, Sunny. This was a short-lived interview segment on Shotgun Saturday night. She hosted it back in 1996. The spot was called Undercover with Sunny as a big stretch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question number five, I'm a man, you're a boy, I'm going to manhandle you. Uh, it, the answer was, in fact, Kurt Angle. Here our Olympic hero tries to intimidate someone. This time it's Rey Mysterio. The comments were met with a crowd full of laughter because of the homosexual innuendos 
Only on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, right. Question number six. Uh, man, can you spit water? Y'all said it was Triple H. Believe it or not, the answer was RVD. Huh. But, but now, now listen, listen, now listen to this. It was directed at Triple H right before their match at Unforgiven in 2002. RVD is not known for his comedic skills, but he bursts out laughing every time he thinks of this statement of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I believe it. So he, he said it at Triple H, but it was RVD that said the right. phrase. Okay. Chicks did the mask. Uh, I think, J.D., uh, you said Rey Mysterio. John said Kane. It was, in fact, Kane. This was on a Raw just before the Unforgiven pay-per-view. Terry was interviewing Jericho, and Gregory Helms, ace reporter, also wanted to ask him a question. Kane walks in before Jericho could finish his answer. Terry then questions Kane about kissing her for no reason the week before and wanted to add something. She kissed him this time. Kane turns to Gregory Helms and others and utters those word, words. Chicks dig the mask. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Question number eight. Y'all passed on this one about what a tomato. It was actually Taz that said that. Huh. He says this for any of the divas. Since he was on SmackDown, his comments were usually directed to Tori Wilson, Nidia, Dawn Marie, and Sable. <laughs> what a tomato. Internet geek, of course, oh yes, it was it was reserved for the one of the only classy Freddie Blassie. His patronizing term for his opponent of the, or the interviewer at the time. He also made a record called Pencil Nick Geek, paying homage to this great manager using his vocal talents. For those who do not for those who do not even know he was the manager of Hulk Hogan, when Hogan first arrived in the, in the WWF, he died, of course, in 2003. And, of course, J.D. would agree with me when I say, thanks for the memories, Freddie. Yes. And number 10, these humanoids at Hammond Agers, we just talked about it. Yes, indeed, it was the legendary Bobby the Brain Heenan. One of the best in the biz, I agree with that. Yep. The Brain was one of those guys who you love to hate. He managed the likes of the late Andre the Giant, the late Ravishing Rick Rude, the Brain Busters, the late Big John Studd, the Islanders, Rick Flair, Mr. Perfect, and this is, that's just the name of a few. Right now, he's fighting throat cancer, and we all hope that he wins that fight. Yeah. And believe it or not, uh, J.D. and John, y'all did pretty well. The average score, we said, was uh, 3 out of 10. Y'all got 6 of them right, so y'all doubled that. Y'all did fine. That's, that's what's kind of hard to know. Uh, um, but we learn something new every day here. So there you go. We learn something new each and every time here, right here in the radio network here, folks. Yep. And on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to thank thank you for joining us here tonight for episode number 364 of Revolution. I do want to thank coming on here tonight the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo, as well as, of course, <clears throat> the human surface machine, John Gross, uh, on the chat box. Also on, on the line, and I want to thank Mr. Hulkamani and Bob Sigler for joining me as well. Also on the live video feed, before we lost it the first time, I do want to thank uh, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, for joining us tonight as well. Be sure to join us here, to, of course, tomorrow, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, of course, as we got plenty more stuff to go on here in the radio network. Tomorrow night, of course, we have Top Hill Inc. and NWO Wolfpack. Friday, we have the Friday edition of Revolution. Saturday, we have WWS Power Hour. Excuse me. And Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at 5 p.m., we'll have the special edition of Revolution. 
the prediction show for WWE Battleground. For the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGiolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and the rest of the panel way too tough to handle. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw of the WWS Radio Network saying thank you so much for listening in tonight on episode 364 of Revolution. Of course, our, our live video feed coming from XWFUS, Never Forgotten. Uh, of course, there will be two videos for tonight's show, so be sure to check both of them out. Uh, Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. But we're two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring. As always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and good night. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.